Welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Whether you like to fish, enjoy talking about fishing, or just enjoy the fishing lifestyle, this is the podcast for you. So go grab yourself a cold drink or a hot cup of coffee, sit back, start tying up some fishing rigs, and enjoy the show. Well, hello folks, and welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Yes, the podcast is back, and... If you're watching this on YouTube, I've got it up on YouTube. I'm doing something a little different. Um, first of all, for any of you folks that have been tuned into the podcast and have listened to it, uh, I've been very, very slack lately. And uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, uh, a, a lot has happened and transpired in the past few months, and we'll get to all that here in this uh, in this show. Um but uh, I had some great plans for the podcast at the beginning of the year, and that was to bring some guests in and get some guests on the show, and I got a couple of them done, and uh, I'll be honest with you, the wheels came off the train. As many of y'all know, um, last year, about this time, back well, actually back in March of last year, we had this thing called COVID that happened, and uh, some of you may have heard about it, uh, but no, seriously, uh, my world came to a screeching halt in what I do in the real world. And uh, which is television production, and uh, seriously, it it stuff stopped. And uh, many of y'all know this, uh, but if you're new, I'll go ahead and bring you up to date. Uh, from about March through July, the end of July, we did not work. We did not do anything. Uh, had lots of stuff on the books, lots of stuff scheduled. Came to a complete screeching halt. Um, but in that time period, I started ramping up what I was doing here on YouTube. And I uh, started doing more and more guiding during that time period, ramping up the guide business. And uh, I had the time to do it and had the time to build the channel, had the time to do the guiding, and basically created another business, uh, two businesses, whatever you want to call it, it, but basically a fishing business around, um, uh, you know, catfish, whether it be YouTube, guiding, both of them combined, the podcast, everything coming together. I basically created a business in that time period that is, you know, life-sustaining and fun and enjoyable. I <laughs> look forward to doing it. Uh, part of it was the podcast, part of it YouTube, uh, part of it the guiding, all that stuff. Uh, any of you guys that followed the channel, you know all this already, so uh, forgive me for going over it again. But what happened was the real world uh, work in the production world started to pick up toward the end of 2020. Now, I didn't get back to where it was at. It was just kind of about probably 30%. Uh, going into the winter, winter's typically dead. It was dead. No big deal there. January, dead as a doornail. Worst January I've ever had. Uh, and was thinking, man, this is not good. I uh, was putting some stuff in place with the YouTube channel, trying to get, you know, create more content. Spent a lot of time doing that. Doing some other infrastructure things, putting that in place for uh, on down the road. And uh, so, yeah, had that going. Then February came, and things blew up in the TV production world. The guide stuff blew up in February, and it got really, 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 really busy. And I wasn't really prepared for it from the podcast standpoint. <clears throat> so I'm telling you all this to give you the backstory of why I'm doing what I'm doing here. Um, so anyway, by... March, I am literally, you know, juggling nine balls with one hand. I mean, it, it's 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 crazy. Um, and things continue to be crazy, and I'm blessed to be in that position. 
Um, it's, it's, it's a different world. <laughs> it's a different world than it was in 2020 and a different world than it was in 2019. So, uh, improvise, adapt, overcome. It's what I do. And, um, so that brings me to now and the podcast I've gotten during all these guide trips that I've been taking people out on. I've heard from a lot of people, two things, either I love your podcast. I'd like to hear more of them. Why aren't you doing them? Or B, I didn't know you had a podcast. I only thought you had a YouTube channel and I watch it on YouTube. So uh, my point there is, is that I, I kind of seen two things. One, people like it and two people didn't know about it. So I had this crazy idea and this came up like in the past two hours. Uh, I'd thought about this before about doing kind of a, I guess you'd call it simulcast of the podcast and the YouTube channel. Um, because if you're like me, there's a lot of long form content that I listen to on YouTube that is not edited. It's not edited videos, you know, with a bunch of B-roll and all that, but it'll be somebody basically rebroadcasting a live stream or something like that, that I will listen to while I'm driving, uh, working, sitting around, that kind of thing. So I've got this great idea. I think maybe we'll find out a video in the podcast. A lot of people are not into podcasts. Uh, I've noticed that from some people I've talked to and they're not into it. Uh, so uh, they don't know how it works. They don't know how to download it, all that kind of stuff. But a lot of people like the YouTube channel. Some people can actually stand looking at my face for a long period of time or at least having it playing in the background. So I have this idea that I'm going to try to continue doing the podcast, but I'm also going to do it in a video form. We're going to see if it works and if it lasts and it, if it has some traction. I'm going to try it for a while. We'll see how it goes. I'd love to get feedback from you guys. Uh, as always, you know, my YouTube comments are turned off by YouTube, so you can't comment there. Podcasting is hard to comment and, you know, um, uh, there's really on most platforms, there's no way to do that. So I always direct people to my website, DieterMelhornFishing.com. And there's a contact section on there. Send me an email. Uh, the best thing to do is not fill out that little form. I'm going to take that down at some point. So depending on when you uh, hear this podcast or watch this show, you'll be, uh, you won't have that contact form anymore. It'll just be the email link. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, uh, and you can also text me. Um, text sometimes get lost depending on what the content is and how long the response is needed. I'll wait till I can do that, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, but give me your feedback on this, especially you folks that are picking this up on YouTube. I don't know how it's going to be received on YouTube uh, as far as people watching and viewing. I think some of the core base it'll be good for. I think for new viewers, it may not be all that interesting and compelling, but we're going to do it anyway and give it a shot and see what the heck happens. So there's the first eight minutes of this explaining what the heck I'm doing and why I'm doing this. As you can tell, if you watch any of the channel, or if you're new to the channel, most of the content is not like this. It's uh, it's either fishing videos or in-depth explanations about stuff. So this is a little different ballgame. But we're going to give it a shot and we're going to just see how it goes. It's uh, going to be kind of topical is what I'm planning to do, kind of like with the podcast. And the cool thing is uh, I'm going to try to do to some of these. I want to bring guests in. It's been a little bit of a coordination issue, and that's my fault for not making that happen. Um, there's been some issue with making that happen. I'm going to try to get more of that, and uh, we'll have those videos up here too. Uh, I'm a big follower of... Um, uh, the Millhouse podcast, Tom Rowland, some of those people. 
uh, and they do video versions of their podcast. So I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to see what happens and see how it plays into my channel. And like I said, I'd love you guys feedback because, um, you guys give me so much information, motivation, ideas, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, it kind of keeps the wheels turning and churning, trying to figure out, uh, what to do next, what to provide, what I can do to provide you with good quality content that you can use and enjoy and gives you something back. So, Let's get into fishing. Enough about me. Enough about me. Let's talk about spring catfish and what's been going on. I have been hard and heavy on the guide trips for the past, well, really since February. It started in February. March was unbelievable. April was unbelievably booked. And I pretty much got everything available gone for May. A bunch of you guys have reached out about trips. It's tough to coordinate all of them and get them all in there. Um, a lot of people want to do weekends, and that's tough. Bottom line is I've been fishing a bunch. Our bite has been pretty dang good uh, in the spring. Um, the one thing interesting on my lake systems that we've known, especially on Lake Wiley, some of you are not familiar with Lake Wiley. It's right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. It's on the Catawba River Channel Lakes. Catawba River feeds all the way down into Santee Cooper. Uh, this lake has seen an evolution, uh, I believe, over the past 15 years that I've been fishing it. Uh, blues and flatheads are not indigenous to those waters. They were introduced. They started to increase in numbers over the past 15, 20 years. And uh, we saw a lot of what the biologists predicted was going to happen. And I think it's really become profound in the past several years. Uh, I've got this feedback from discussion with other guides and other fishermen that are a lot is that we are seeing some of the smaller fish numbers decrease. And what I mean by that is. Uh, I kept very accurate fishing logs for years and years on uh, what I was catching, especially when I was starting out. And, uh, you know, uh, if you've been on a guide trip with me, you'll know I'm pretty specific about how many fish are being caught. It's not a guess. It's I got a clicker that I'm counting the fish on. And uh, one of the things it, it, over the years, I noticed kind of numbers had went kind of worked their way up from around tw around two fish an hour for an average bite over the course of a year this is spanning over the entire course of a year slow days great days around two fish an hour we got up to about two and a quarter and now it seems as though those numbers have started to trend back down and what's also interesting is that a lot of those fish when you were catching you know you had those days where you're catching two an hour three an hour sometimes those great days five an hour you're really killing the fish um those were smaller fish those were under 10 pounds single digit fish great eater fish great fun great entertainment but they were not really bigger fish uh you still caught some in the teens you caught some in the 20s and anytime you would break 30 pounds it was you know you were getting into rare air uh that has kind of shifted from what we've seen and we're starting to get more of those mid-range fish those double digit fish uh those 12 15 16 pound fish and um the whole point of all this is while our overall numbers have been down, the fishing's been great. Uh, the people who come out with me on guide trips, and these are the people I try to target, you know, they're looking to catch the fish I catch in my videos. If you're looking to catch 80-pound fish, go somewhere else, okay? That, we, we, that's not targetable here, okay? 50-pound fish aren't targetable here. If you want to do that, go to the James River, okay? We are going out to catch fish, have fun catching fish, and we got a really good shot at catching 8- to 40-pound fish, um, that is the kind of fishing we have. This is not a trophy fishing fishery. It's not a place you go to target trophy fish. 
but you can catch them. You can catch some good fish here. And we've had that kind of a spring. That is the way the fishing has been here. It's been good. It's been consistent. There have been days we wanted to beat our heads into the wall. Uh, the one thing I have noticed, though, in the trending, too, is that fish are not as patternable here as they used to be. Uh, in that you could get into an area and fish it for weeks. That seems to have changed for whatever reason. Now, is that a weather issue? Is that just something that's this year? Who knows? But it's just some observations that I've made out there is that, uh, you know, you go into an area and you like catch them for a couple of days and poof, they gone. Another interesting trend I've seen here lately is the, the evolution of this good early morning bite and a midday lull. We didn't used to have that on this lake. Uh, that was something, uh, especially like on Lake Watery. Uh, sitting there on Santee Cooper, you get a good early bite, you get a good late bite, and it's midday like lull. Uh, we didn't used to see that. It used to be you could get out there and kind of have a half decent bite all day long. It may slow down some, but man, we have had the brakes get put on some fishing trips uh, from about 10 to about 2 o'clock. And uh, that's kind of, you know, just a little observation there with what's going on. But overall, spring fishing has been pretty good. Based on what I've seen from around the country, uh, it's still the time. Uh, you know, right now at the taping of this podcast, it is Cinco de Mayo. I just noticed that. we got to go have Mexican. Wait, I've got a guy trip today. I can't do that. Anyway, um, so we're out of the loop there. But uh, it's, it's, it's good. And I think it's going to be good here for another few weeks. When's the spawn going to kick in here or where you're at? Who knows? Uh, last year, it seemed to run late. Last year, it seemed like around here, we were still catching good fish and good numbers into the second week of, uh, uh, of June, which typically by then it slowed down. But uh, maybe this year, uh, it'll be different. But the bottom line is, if you can get out and fish, now, to, now is the time to get out and fish. Weather seems to be trending a little bit warmer. And... Uh, you know, I, I now is your time to be out there. You're into the typical, you know, summer storms. I think we're past the heavy, heavy rains that a lot of the country's been plagued with. So it is a good time to get out there and do some fishing if you got the time. So uh, we're going to do more and more of this in some of the future um, podcasts. And oh, by the way, chicken is still producing fish. Uh, any of y'all that have watched and followed any of my videos, the strawberry jello chicken it's it's still there was like a lull there uh, i think i did have uh one or two days on guide trips where either it was evenly split i think cut bait did win one day but still uh I, even after running the numbers there were some other days where we ended up catching 14 fish and like a you know 12 of 11 or 12 were on uh, the chicken it's still about 71 percent. i fished the baits evenly the chicken versus the uh, cut bait, it's around 71% of the fish are still coming on the chicken. And don't know if it works everywhere in the country, but based on the feedback I've gotten from a lot of you guys, it works in a lot of places. So um, that little combination of uh, bait there uh, is working. For any of you guys out fishing, getting on the water, bluegill's a good bait right now. I'm actually doing a video just about some of the baits to use in the springtime, and that's one of the things I was going to give you guys, especially that are kind of new to fishing, limited on where you can get uh, to catch, you know, bait, throw a cast net kind of stuff. Bluegill's the bait right now. There's a lot of bluegill moving up toward the bank here first week of May. This is around the time period when the spawn's going to happen, the first spawn with the bluegill. They're up shallow. A lot of fish are in there feeding on them. We're catching a lot of fish up shallow. So uh, it's a good time to uh, catch those, use them for bait. Uh, if they're legal, where you're at, not all you guys can use them. I understand that. 
but yeah, if you can use them where you're at, it's a good bait to be using. Um, shift gears a little bit here to something coming up that I hope you guys are able to attend. I will be there. And that's coming up May 21st through the 23rd. Catapalooza, the first ever Catapalooza. So you're asking yourself, what's Catapalooza? Well, Catapalooza is a fishing show, uh, basically geared toward catfish, but they're going to have a lot of other vendors there. Uh, you've heard of the Catfish Conference, which uh, was canceled this year uh, in February uh, due to COVID, coronavirus, um, and we did not have a live in attendance show. Catapalooza is happening. It's happening in a great location, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, uh, Eastern Tennessee. If you've never been to Pigeon Forge, it's almost like a, um, I don't want to call it a little Las Vegas because there's no gambling. Uh, but if you picture a place that has a lot of stuff going on, shows and stuff for the family to do, it's a very family-centric, family-oriented place in a beautiful location. Um, it's uh, kind of near Knoxville, Tennessee eastern part of Tennessee, and uh, there's a lot of stuff to do, and it's a great location for them to have this show. Uh, it's the, again, the 21st through the 23rd. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be filming some stuff. I'm going to be taping some podcasts, and um, these shows are a great place to see a lot of this tackle that we use and you see us talking about uh, in these videos. Any of uh, you know the, these YouTube channels that you watch Somebody's trying out a certain rod, a certain reel, type of sink, or type of hook. It's a great place to see all this stuff and lay your hands on it, see what it looks like, and uh, kind of get a feel. And usually, you can get some pretty good deals there. One of the things is, is it's the unedited version. That's the great thing about this. Um, is that a lot of these people are selling this stuff, and they want to move it, and they don't want to take it back with them. Um, so it's a good place to get some good deals on stuff. The uh, the rods are the best deal. Uh, you've heard me say that before. Anytime you go to one of these shows, you can get these rods at pretty much what they're selling for. Maybe they're offering a discounted price, and you don't have to worry about the shipping. Shipping is what kills you on buying fishing rods, and uh, you know that's just the nature of the beast on it. So uh, the cool thing is you can hold all these different fishing rods. You see some of them on my shoulder there, some of the ripping lips and some of the B&M rods that I've got. Uh, you know, I've also got catfish pro rods here. I've got some ugly sticks. I've got all kinds of stuff. Uh, I, I got some slime cats over there. I'm looking in the corner. You get to see all these rods, all the different ones. And, you know, you get to pick one up and you go, I really like this one for whatever reason. It may be the color. It may be the handle. It may be just something about it. You may just like the name. It's a great place to see all that stuff. So I hope you guys can make it out there. Catapalooza, they've got a Facebook page. I think they may have a website up now. So uh, go check that out. I hope you can make it out. Uh, they kind of, their back was against the wall on this this year. Uh, and they're kind of like, they did not know if they were going to be able to have the show uh, until just maybe a you know a month or so ago, six weeks ago, and that put them in a bind because it's hard to get vendors to sign up for one of these things, not knowing if they're going to be able to attend it. Uh, and you know Tennessee had loosened up some of its regulations, and uh, they're allowing attendance of these shows. It's one of the things that killed the Catfish Conference was you know the limitations on attendance for these shows. Catapalooza is going to happen, and uh, 
you know, these guys stuck it out to the last minute, and man, they 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 held that grenade to the last second before they let it go and decided it's happening. So uh, I commend them for doing it. Uh, it's a big gamble doing it this year, and I want to get out here and try to support them because I think shows like this are great uh, for us folks in the catfish community. You guys out there, especially new to uh, the catfish community, you want to learn. Uh, and uh, matter of fact, funny note there. It's going to be the one thing that's going to be different about this show is somebody sent me a message and I'm going to just see what it says here. Uh, it says I'm scheduling seminars for Catapalooza. I had someone drop out. Wonder if you're interested. Should I do a seminar? Give me your thoughts. And what would the seminar be on? Uh, I got to check and see if I'm available during that time frame. If I was going to do a seminar and you were in attendance, what would the seminar be on? I'll be honest with you. I've never done a presentation on catfishing in front of everybody. I was president of a local catfish club for a while. A little different. It's a crowd you knew. I've never done a seminar in my life. Scares the poop out of me. But the only way you get better in life is pushing your limits and your boundaries. And Let me know what you think. Send me a message. Let me know what you'd like to see a seminar on. We may actually do that. So, uh, moving on to another topic, and that's uh, something I'm getting ready to do a video on some fishing rods. And I'd love to get you guys' feedback. Love to get some information from you. Ugly stick catfish rods. Um, you got to go back to some of my older videos, my first videos, uh, to see any ugly stick catfish rods. It's what I was using when I started this channel. It's what I was using when I caught my, you know, first personal best. And I don't know how many 60 plus pound fish and 50 plus pound fish on ugly stick catfish rods. I've still got them uh, sitting over there in the corner. I can look over there and see them now. I'd love to get some feedback from you guys on a couple of things. One, how long have you been using them if you still use them and when did you first see them uh, i reached out to the folks at ugly stick and uh, shakespeare to find out when they first started making these rods because when i started really chasing trophy catfish like many of you i bought a whole bunch of different crap rods that were way too heavy for catfish uh way too heavy for the waters i fished and finally um through help of the Carolina Catfish Club and the, the guys there that were helping me, Roger Taylor and uh, Mac Byram, some of those early mentors in the fishing world, uh, said, hey, these are a good rod. They're affordable. At that time, they were $29. bucks, 29 95 you could buy these rods for. And uh, nothing fancy, nothing crazy, but they brought the fish in. And I know thousands and thousands of people have used them around the country. So, Give me some feedback on that, if you would. Take the time to go to DieterMillHornFishing.com. Let me know when you first remember seeing those rods on the market. I'm curious exactly how old uh, those fishing rods are and just um, just how far back they go. Uh, I'm going to do some of the videos that I'm going to be doing on the YouTube channel. I'm going to kind of do a little profile between the ugly stick rods and some of the more higher end catfish rods uh, as I, as I call them that you know are designed for catfish and just show you some of the differences and uh, let you guys decide uh, which one is best for you and what you're doing one of the cool things that I have learned from doing all the guide trips that I have done and the people that I've had on the boat is that uh most of the people trying to chase catfish and to come on charge with me, they're starved for knowledge. They want to learn. They want to see stuff. Uh, you know, and, and sometimes us guys that have been fishing for a long time, 
we forget that and we forget what it's like to be at, you know, in that early stage when you're just consumed with everything about it and you don't know a lot, you know, and that's normal. That's the way it's supposed to be. And it's a great place to be because it's something fun. It's something different. It's a challenge. And um, the thing I'm trying to convey in a lot of these podcasts, the videos is that uh, take your time uh, and don't get intimidated by buying a whole lot of crazy expensive stuff you can if you want to if you got the money to do it that's great but i get that question a lot from people on the boat uh you know just about buying the gear and you know i try to tell them you know don't let that don't let expensive gear stop you from getting into fishing you can catch fish with a lot less one of the things i'm putting in the video this year is uh my uh, zebco 808 uh that our 888 whatever the number is on it it's a spin casting reel i want to catch a fish on it i've had it in a couple videos i haven't hooked into a fish yet i had one pull off but i want to see what kind of damage a fish can do to it um and i've got it on an ugly stick rod it's it's about as basic i mean that is probably when you figure the price of those two things new it's probably i don't know the price of one catfish rod uh so I think it'll be cool to see, you know, how that performs. I hope I get one that smokes it. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I hope I get one where the 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 cover on the thing's getting hot. Um, but you know, that's that's the thing with you know the fishing. Don't don't let the all the expensive stuff, you know, keep you from doing. As you get more and more into it, you're fishing big water. You know, you want a tournament fish. All that stuff's great. You can do all that. But, you know, for now, enjoy it and, and have fun with what you're doing on the water. So, uh, man, I hope this uh, has been entertaining and a little bit informative for you. Um, we're Like I said, we're going to try some of these with some guests on here. Let me know any of the guests that you'd like to see. I've got a few people in mind. Uh, sometimes it's hard to get these schedules coordinated. I may not always be able to do them uh, in person, I would love to, because I think just having somebody there in person adds to it. But give me some feedback on who you'd like to see me talk to. i uh, got a few topics we're going to talk about in the next one. Uh, I want to see uh, go into a little bit on the American Catfishing Association. We haven't been talking about that, or I haven't been talking about that recently. It's up and running. It's up and functioning. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Also going to talk about some uh, some things with some catfish boats. That's another thing I want a topic I want to get into. Uh, just you know, what boats work good for catfishing is that you have to have catfish on the name of it for it to work. Uh, that's uh, another one I want to get into. It's one of the cool things about this format is it's a little more laid out, a little more relaxed, and uh, hopefully it's something that's entertaining to you guys. So. That's it for now. Uh, we'll catch you guys out on the water.